Hi, and welcome to the Needham Samewear Podcast. I'm Aaron Pressman. And I am Doug Fox. Thanks so much for joining us again. And uh, in podcast fashion, this is episode seven. We could have we could have six updates if we lucky seven. If we could have six <laughs> updates, if we were really good, but we don't. We have a couple of updates. Uh, last week's topic was coronavirus outbreak in the local area, COVID nineteen, and um, unfortunately, as we expected, kind of last week, there has now been a case in Needham, and uh, it seems like cases are happening. Rapidly all over the state. Yeah, and it, and it seems like they they're not all tracking back to the same place now, which to me means it's as we said it it, it is it's in the wild now. So um, a lot of a lot of adjustments have been made. The senior centers closed, schools are closed. Uh, big announcement today with the, all the town leadership doing a live webcast to talk about some of the other steps they're doing. So uh, people are battening down the hatches. Uh, if you've been near any of the grocery stores. Uh, you would think it's right before the zombie apocalypse. I think you could have gone into uh, Roach Brothers last night as they close, and you could have shot a Walking Dead episode in there for what the shelves probably looked like. So, Well, this will be one of those time-traveling podcast episodes. We're taping on Friday, March 13th in the afternoon. Yeah. Uh, the select board and other people are meeting and giving announcements in a few hours. Yeah. Uh, you won't be hearing this until we publish it on Saturday, so you'll have to wait. We'll have to wait till next week. Maybe next week we'll discuss. Uh, what went on at that? Yeah, I mean, I guess the, the only other thing I'll say it's not an update is just uh, kids and seniors. I think are freaking out right now. So just anything you can do to just soothe them, check in on your senior neighbors, make sure they're okay. Are they afraid to go out and buy stuff they need? Can you help them out? Like that's who we should be talking to. I think kids just need to know it's going to be okay. But the seniors. You know, some of them are really scared if they have COPD or they have heart stuff. You know, like, are they get going out and getting the stuff they need? So we should try to help them. And another another thing I think just to mention on that score is, because uh, there was some discussion about this on the Facebook page this week, the Needham Community Council, which runs the food bank and a lot of other great programs in town, could certainly use your help. We uh, went in and gave a donation online. I'll put the uh, web link to give a donation in the in the um, in our show notes. Yeah. Um, but so they certainly are an organization in town that will uh, will need more resources to help deal with this as we go forward. Uh, the one other uh, callback uh, update on another subject going all the way back to episode one, uh, the Muzzy Ford thing. The uh, draft town meeting warrant for town meeting came out, and uh, as promised, sort of, um, there is no proposal to change the zoning at Muzzy Ford. So that is going to have to undergo more discussion yep. before it's ready. But they are having meetings and they're forming committees and, you know, they're going to they're going to reshape that. And I think it's actually a nice segue into our discussion today, which is about the Northland development in Newton, because in many ways the way I think some of the leadership in the town view that Muzzy parcel is maybe in the future being something similar and and, you know, for for our town as well. So, yeah, so to set the stage, uh, this one you could, I think you could probably throw a softball <laughs> from Needham to hit uh, this development area, but it's in Newton, but right over the Charles River, right across yep. from Needham Heights. Yep, right uh, where Needham Street crosses with Oak Street. And um, it's a 22-acre parcel. Uh, there's uh, like the old mill there and... Marshalls, Marshalls the old Marshalls, right. the AAA building. I used to take Taekwondo in the AAA building and I think <laughs> he's like literally the only tenant still there. I, I feel like he might be strapping himself to his heavy bag when they're trying to knock down the building, but it's... And, it's very vacant, you know. It's, yeah, well, it's underutilized it's land. It's, it's old. Yeah. And and so the ta- the town of Newton has been uh, sort of debating and working on proposals there for uh, years and years. 
uh, and these develop these big developers, Northland came originally with sort of like a very very dense huge plan to put some uh, all kinds of things there, and you know it's not a great traffic area. It doesn't have great access to public transportation, which we'll talk about. Uh, so over the negotiation, over time, over negotiations, they landed on this plan. It's a mixed-use development, 800 apartments of which 140, 140 are affordable. Are affordable. There's also a dedicated, not they don't call it senior building, but it's fully accessible. So meant yeah, like to be kind of an aging place. No, there's like oh. an aging place residential building oh, okay. there that they made it all ADA accessible, meant oh. for kind of what we're grappling with, which right. is as seniors want to move out of their homes, where can they go? There, there's actually one of the buildings there is exactly it, for that purpose. Then it also has quite a bit of office space and quite a bit of retail space and a, a limited amount of parking. So people are not going to be able to have people who live there are not going to be able to have certainly more than one car. I think I think for the non afford the affordable apartments get one space and the non affordable apartments can buy spaces, but there's less than one space per apartment, so not everyone can have one. Um, so it went before the uh, Newton City Council, who approved it, and then a group of really angry voters. We've we've talked about this on prior yeah. podcasts. Uh, you know, got. Thousands of signatures, yeah. right? It's it is hard. I mean, Newton's even bigger. I mean, I remember. I mean, people know my background with the food trucks. Like, I remember asking, "How many how many signatures do I need to get?" Like, and when when the clerk's office told me, I'm like, "There's no way I'm going to do that." And these people did it. They did even more. Yeah, they got so, thousands of signatures. So they yeah. got it on the ballot. It was just on the ballot during uh, this last primary, and uh, Northland obviously spent a lot of money. I think they outspent the uh, proponents ten to one. Yeah. Uh, and it easily passed. So the whole, the full town of Newton, by more than 5,000 votes, agreed to do this Northland development uh, in this parcel next to Needham, and so it's going forward now. Yep. And the uh, the people who are against it uh, are saying this isn't over. I mean, they can't stop Northland now. But they made the point that even though all of Newton voted against it, the two precincts where the development has the greatest impact voted tremendously against the development. And their city council people supported it. So they're very angry at replacing their city council people that weren't looking out for their best interests. So um, there's a lot more to shake out there. And Newton's doing a lot of development. You know, sort of a lot of the, a lot of what the, you know, what the government, what the state government wants is wants to create more housing, more dense housing on transit. Um, and they're doing that. They are, they're working on a big, I, I'm not sure what's approved and what's not, but a, a big development, uh, over, over where the Riverside train station is. That's also right on the edge of Newton. Um, and one that's in the middle that's been very controversial is on what's called the Washington Street corridor, which kind of runs on Washington Street right along the Mass Pike from West Newton, I want to say to Newton Corner. And the first big development is going in right where Walnut Street hits uh, Washington Street. There's a big thing going there, literally right, right across the street from the commuter rail. And they're hoping for more of that. They they, they allowed well, with um, um, with special permit up to six floors of high height, and that that's very controversial too. So yeah, so I know a big a big fight is brewing for the Riverside development. But I think one difference between those two developments. And uh, this Northland one or the Muzzy Ford area is the access to public transportation. Obviously, if you build a whole bunch of apartments at Riverside, so people can just get out of bed, yeah. comb their hair, and get on the train. Yep. So there's already terrible traffic on Needham Street yeah. and, and Highland Ave and Needham and Needham Street I, and Newton. 
I avoid it like the plague. It's, and like my, my new favorite thing is Chef Mike's actually, and it's like it's so good, but it's like I don't want to have to drive into that, you know. But it's, it's twenty. It's the report tough. says twenty thousand cars a day, and at at uh, at the worst peak times, I think it's four averages like four miles or five miles per hour the traffic. And now so, they claim that as part of the negotiations in this, that there's like uh, traffic demand management numbers they need to reach, and if it exceeds it. Northland has to then spend more money to fix it. Yeah, this is so fascinating. So yeah. originally, Northland and Newton came up with this plan to have four different shuttle buses from the thing. One shuttle bus was going to go to the Needham commuter rail site, to Needham Heights. Uh, one was going to go to the local T station, Newton Highlands. One was going to go into Cambridge and, and wow. to Kendall Square. And then another one, I, I don't know, like off into Burlington or somewhere else. So they were going to have four. Very quickly, I think they realized like, hourly shuttles that drove through traffic to Cambridge, that was not going to work. And yeah. they honed the proposal down, so they've only, they what's approved is only one shuttle bus which yeah. goes to the Newton Highlands station. Every 10 minutes, they say. Um, and, and the is other, it 24 hours a day? Like it's, I don't it's, think it's, I don't, I, that's a good question. I'm not yeah. sure. Now, but what's interesting, which you're alluding to is, so there are the rules that they're going to measure traffic. They're going to put sensors on cars and stuff to measure how much traffic there is and if it uh, if it exceeds the amount that they've promised they have to add more shuttle buses until it goes Oh is down it ju- is it only shuttle buses it's not traffic mitigation too is well, that Well part of the whole project is yeah. they're paying 10 million dollars to Newton for like all the you know yep. impact on schools uh, adding yeah. lights It's a lot a lot of money but I interpret the traffic thing as meaning that they would have to add more traffic mitigation, which is a lot more expensive no, than just adding no, shuttle buses. No, no, they have to. They have to somehow create public transportation options. Maybe, maybe they ultimately have to come up with billions of dollars to extend the green line. No, I'm just joking. <laughs> just joking. Or an electric bus from Needham all the way. Electric bus from Needham, right? <laughs> but what, uh, it does seem like it's kind of an odd way. They're, they're, the opponents of this were saying there is no example of this working anywhere in Massachusetts of building more than a mile away from uh, mass transit, putting shuttle buses in and then cutting the parking spaces and having that work. Yeah. So it is really going to be a test. Uh, it's going to take about four years before it's like fully um, everybody's moved in. So we're not going to know for a while. The images are beautiful. Yeah. I mean, I, that, I, I had looked at it way back when, but I looked at it in, in refreshing for this and it looks really nice. I mean, they did... They did a good job negotiating in terms of how much open space there is, all the parkings underground. Yeah, eight um, parks. Yeah. I think, uh, I think it's like 40% of it is, is open space. Right, four, yeah, 43% is open space. Which is a I don't lot. Know, I guess the parking is all underground, so that is actually... Yeah, and, and, they, and, they, and they're trying to encourage people to do stuff other than drive, that they have a significant like bike storage or bike parking. Where, where is it? 1,100 bike spaces. Right, and there is that railroad rail trail bed thing that yep. goes that runs sort of parallel to Needham Street into Newton towards Winchester Street and everything. Another piece of this, which we can talk about, is that both Newton and Needham together, with a lot of state money, are redoing the whole corridor of Highland Ave yep. and Needham Street. And for example, the bridge is supposed to get another lane. Yep. And, and they're trying to make it more bikeable on that section. Raised, right? They're going to have yeah. raised bike lanes on Needham Street and also smart signals. So that um, based on what the traffic flow is, the, tr- the, the traffic lights all along the whole corridor will start to work in synchronization in a sort of smart way to help the traffic flow more smoothly. Yeah, I mean, I, I hope it works. I mean, I totally understand that people that live in that area being skeptical, and I think I'd be skeptical too. 
But the reality is we as a society need to start building more development around like near transit where people don't have to drive places. And I know it maybe it isn't as close to transit as we would like, but still for the right people, you know, where they could bike to the T or take the shuttle bus, it is it is gonna be a really nice setup with retail and everything all in all in one place. Well, and there's so much controversy and, and uh, fundraising difficulty in extending public transportation that we have now. Many different times, multiple different times, I should say, people have talked about extending the Green Line through Newton all the way to Needham Heights. I've also read there are groups currently still looking to do both that and to extend the Orange Line uh, close to the Needham border uh, a little further south. So there are ideas to do that, and there's, I guess there's really not the political will or the money yet to do it. But maybe like as you build... You know, if you build, put 800 people in this project, if the Muzzy project eventually becomes more residential, you have a better argument to go to the state and other people and say, you know, we really need to extend uh, some rail out here. God, it took so long for some of the extension projects that have taken place now. I mean, I, I, I think it would almost take more of a federal money and federal commitment to make some of these things happen. But the reality is, I mean, traffic's getting worse. I'm not going to get better. You know. Yeah, I wonder. I wonder if we. The other thing is a piece of this, which you mentioned, is the bike. Uh, it's very bike. It's very f- uh, favorable to bike uh, parking and people waking, being on bikes. They're going to be bike lanes, and you know, in in America, especially in this climate, you know, biking is sort of a minority activity for going to work. But there are places in the world, you know, in parts of Europe where. They have bike highways, and, and as many people are biking as using any other mode of transportation. So I guess if the traffic gets bad enough... It's a nice way to get to work, actually, if, if it was, you know, I, I feel like... And I know people, I know people from Needham that bike into Boston, but it's, I think you're taking your life into your hands sometimes with some of the paths they have to take, and if that was, if that was a better path... And the other more thing, people would. The other thing about this, about the traffic aspect of this that drives me a little crazy is, you know, we're in Needham, we're always debating our projects and the traffic impact, when in reality, it's most of the traffic on these main streets is people coming from towns to the west of us to use, either get onto 128 or to use our commuter rail tra- uh, stations. And again, now this huge project is going to go up in, Need- in Newton, right off the border of New- Needham, and right by Muzzy Ford. And what's going to happen? Those people are going to get in their cars probably and occasionally drive into Needham and especially drive to commuter rail stations or to 128. So, you know, here we are again. We didn't have, we had no uh, say in this. It was purely the voters in Newton who, who did it, but it's going to have an impact on our traffic and our um, business zone that's right there and our on ramps and our commuter rail. Uh, and I, I'm really, I'm going to be really sad if you know Newton gets this really cool, great development, and the traffic pours over onto Needham side, and then when we go to do something cool at Muzzy, people are like, "Well, well there's too much traffic." Yes. Well, there already is a lot of traffic, so right. it's hard to picture it. Get, I mean, I, I still feel most of the traffic will go in the other direction from that, but you're right. There might be some of them because of how slow the T is that would want to take the commuter rail from Needham in. Um, yeah, that the one thing about that doesn't make great sense to me about extending the Green Line to Needham is, you know, if you go in on the commuter rail from Needham right now, you know, it takes you 30, 40 minutes to get to different parts of downtown Boston. And on the Green Line, even from Riverside right now, it's going to take you an hour, more than an hour to make so many stops. So, And even our commuter rail lane, train is slow compared yeah. to the commuter because yeah. we have four stops in Needham. There's like three or four in West Roxbury. I mean, you could... 
you can take an express train from Mansfield and be in Boston quicker right. than from Needham. So Another interesting thing about Northland that's very different than in Needham, in Needham, whenever we look at these projects, we look at how many... Uh, kids might be je- kids might move in and be in our public schools and worry about that because our public schools have been growing for 15 years, unlike the state as a whole, which has been flat or shrinking. In Newton, the opposite. This project is projected to add 165 students to the student body of Newton, and they're very excited about that because they're worried that their system is shrinking and they're going to have infrastructure and new schools that yeah. won't have enough kids. Which is Wellesley's going through that right now. If you drive through Wellesley right now, they have all these lawn signs of, I forget, it's like six is enough for, you know, seven schools. I think there's a fight over closing a school right now. Yeah, they may need to close one or two elementary schools. And the the big fight, uh, or what the opponents have have focused on, is neighborhood schools. So if they close a school, they'll be redistricting, obviously, and people will be going from farther away to schools than they can go now. But it will save a huge amount of money. Yeah. But so in Newton, they're excited to have more kids in the schools, 165 kids. Whereas when in Needham, when we talk about projects like the Moderna project or anything, there's a real push on the developers to have, you know, mostly one bedrooms and not a lot of fam- young families uh, moving in because we're worried about the pressure on our schools. An interesting demographic trend to kind of keep on top of is, you know, is this Needham uniqueness in the area going to just continue forever? Or are we going to keep growing forever? Or is something eventually happening? And I think our demographer is slowly kind of trying to figure out whether something is happening where, you know, eventually that trend will peter out and we may yeah. fa- face... Uh, I mean, I've read yeah. nationally there's less births, you know, over the past three or four years. Now, I don't... Needham is so desirable, you know, maybe we can offset that by who moves into town, but at some point that has to hit us. Well, so the current trend that's worked for 15 years or more is that the native population of Needham does not produce enough kids to keep the school enrollment growing. It's because of move-ins, and especially yep. tear-down move-ins, which yeah. bring uh, large families or larger families on average that have kept the schools growing. Uh, we've added the, you know, like over 500 kids in like the last 10 years, I would say. <laughs> I'm sure that will be an update next week, but roughly, roughly speaking, you know, added about <laughs> 10 or 15% to the school-age population in Needham, in the school-age uh, attendance. It over over the last decade or so, you know, does that trend continue? In Newton, this Northland thing, part of what made it attractive was you're keeping kids in the schools, you're keeping the schools supported. That's that was kind of you know almost humorous to me in Needham, where we're always arguing the opposite of that. Um, I mean, it, it's interesting, and you know, I I know that we we have we're going to be renovating or rebuilding a couple of elementary schools coming up. You know, do those need to get bigger or smaller? Do you, I mean, one thing that was encouraging to me about Northland as I dug into it is it's really beautiful. As you said, it's really beautiful and it's mixed use. It has residential, aging place. It has smart. And, and like, you know, I mean, I, the, I I voted against the Hartney Graymont thing when that came in. I I know you did as well. Um, but the vision of what they were trying to do was somewhat similar is building something more dense where someone is right near, uh, you know, commuter rail. Where ideally you're adding people, but not adding, you know, it's like I think it's like a transportation zone. Right. Uh, um, right. Yeah, yeah, and um, you know, and my argument has always been that you know we got to build the infrastructure for that. But in this case, they don't have the infrastructure. But as part of the development coming in, they're building stuff in place. But it's just it's going to be interesting to watch because in our town, if we are under pressure to do that, if you look at where our commuter rail stations are. Do we want density at any of those places? You know, I mean, I know they've talked about Needham Center, but Needham Center is jammed. Like that's, 
you know would we would we want density there where people could just step onto the train or or, or not and it's a it's hard well I, to me it was encouraging also because I feel like if, if that was the vision at Muzzy Ford if you could if, if you had a developer on on the line who was saying could you please change the zoning for me oh, We've got a, we've got a puppy invasion. <laughs> Luna Luna, my dog is uh, wants to be on the podcast. Hi, Luna. Um, could if you had a developer who showed a beautiful park laden underground parking mixed use development for Muzzy for the Muzzy Ford site, I feel like people would be a lot more in favor of it. It would be you know this this vagueness yeah. that we tried to debate over changing the zoning first because we didn't know, but we still don't, we can't promise what's going to be there if we change the it zoning. It still feels a little too far from from commuter rail, in my opinion. I know they talk about building something in between, but then you're kind of like what we are with Northland, right? You know, is there going to be electric bus for us going, you know, going to Needham Heights? I mean, that's about the same. That's probably like a little more than a mile, right? You do have, I mean, I guess you do have from, from Muzzy Ford to Needham Heights where the uh, commuter rail ends, you do have an empty um, yep. uh, rail. Yep. And that was part of the vision was they thought that maybe, you know, whoever developed could add something there but it's still it's not the same as what we talked as that thing over in you know on walnut street or in riverside where people can get out and walk across the street and get in the right you know which is what people really want now people do want that kind of you know get out from your apartment you got restaurants you can walk to you don't have to drive somewhere you can get on the train to work that is desirable and it's just hard for me to picture with the setup in needham where we could add that type of thing Beyond Needham Center, which would be have a huge impact to us. Yeah, I guess this like Northland that. thing is a good test because it's next door to us, which we're not on the hook for it. To see yeah. will people actually move there without uh, cars and use this uh, shuttle bus? Because if it does work, it's sort of a proof of concept. Yeah. And then maybe we could just kind of piggyback, copy that idea. Yeah. I mean, it's, I mean, it is maybe people there aren't. They're not, maybe they're not working in Boston. Maybe they're working in. Brookline Village or whatever. Some of the other stops, Fenway, right? That you can do on the Green Line. That are a little closer. TripAdvisor, <laughs> yeah. But anyways, it'll it'll be fun to watch. Um, you know, I I think the most fascinating thing to me was that all these citizens got enough signatures and then it failed miserably. And that's just interesting. Of sort of tr- how do you kind of read you know the sentiment of people um, yeah. as as we're debating some of this stuff as well. Right. Exactly. So many lessons there. Uh, we hope all of you uh, listeners stay safe. Definitely. Uh, do your social distancing and washing your hands. Yep, and look out, look out for our, our, our neighbors in greatest need right now. Right, uh, and I'll put a link, as I said, to the uh, Needham Community Council in the show notes if you want to donate. So until next week, I'm Aaron Pressman. And I'm Doug Fox. Thank you so much for joining us. Hope to hear you next week.